Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I am your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, along with our co-host, Nichelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Nichelle. I can't hear you. Can you hear it? Michelle? Someone didn't want to unmute me. <laughs> oh, my, my bad. <laughs> well, welcome back. We'll try this one more time. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. Looking forward to tonight's show. For those who don't know, we actually gave a break last week. We were, everybody should have been in church for Good Friday. And we just gave a break so we can all, you know, get ready for Resurrection Sunday. And but about tonight's show, I'm excited about tonight's guest. Why? Because I was inter- when he was introduced to me, he gave me his card and a brochure, and I looked and I and I was hooked ever since then. I was determined to have this guest, this young man, on our show, and tonight is the night. I guess. Tonight is none other than than the greatest motivational speaker I've ever uh, uh, spoken to. His name is Mr. Romico Morton. But before we get started, um, if you have any questions or comments, please press the number one on your phone, and you'll be put in our queue. And Romico, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Hezekiah. I appreciate that warm and generous uh, introduction. Excellent. Excellent. Before we get started, we're going to open in prayer, and then I'm going to read you know, read a little bit inf- uh, information. I'm not going to give it all to you tonight because, you know, we're going to actually dissect um, Romico tonight and get some more information from him hand on hand. 
Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for grace. We thank you, Lord, for mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the Resurrection Sunday, which we just just passed, Lord, where we just celebrated your resurrection. You know, where Satan thought he won, he didn't win. He didn't have the victory. The victory was yours, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just love enough just to go to that cross, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for man and the mirror, Lord. We just ask you blessing upon this ministry, Lord. Continue to bless our guests as they come on, Lord. Continue to bless Michelle and I as we do the job that you planted in our heart to do, Lord. We thank you, Lord, you know, for the ministry, again, of man and mirror, where we can talk about real people, real stories, and real overcomers, you know, because we're all overcoming something in our lives. Lord, continue to bless those who are listening. Bless those who have listened. Bless those who will listen, Lord. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And about tonight's episode, early in his life, he has suffered with low self-esteem, insecurities, and fears, too much emphasis on what others might think or say about him, lack of confidence in decisions, Focus more on negative than positive aspects of his personality and life, consistently comparing himself to others, just to name a few. And that cloud hovered over a great portion of his life. Bad decisions and choices were made based on his low self-esteem. The need for other people's approval along with the need to be a people pleaser was fueled by his low self-esteem. His addiction to drugs, alcohol, and anything that would allow him to escape his reality was a product of his low self-esteem. Never being able to complete anything was the result of his low self-esteem. Hating himself so much that he spent most of his life trying to imitate other people who he thought would make him seem more attractive was definitely because of his low self-esteem. But today... He Amen. Has a wonderful life, all because he loved me, or he loved him, and had very and has a very healthy spiritual sense of self-esteem. He reminds himself every day that he is a success story in the in the development. This transformation didn't occur overnight, but mm-hmm. the desire for it did. In 2002, while in a drug treatment center, he discovered a simple but dynamic approach to change. And empowering oneself, positive self-talk. And with that said, I'm just going to ask one simple question: Tell us your, tell us your, and your, our listening audience, your story, Romico. Because again, our mantra is real people, real stories, real overcomers. And every time I read or hear hear myself reading this, is you were going through something in your life. And a lot of people don't talk about low self-esteem because we've all dealt with that somewhere in our life. But yours was just as unique or isn't as unique or was as unique as ours. So what I want you to do is just tell us your story from the beginning. So our listening audience will have a little you know, information about where Romico came from to where Romico is now in his life. Amen. Amen. Um Again, I'd like to thank um, my Father, uh, all my God, and the Holy Spirit that constantly guide me, and especially thank um, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because if it wasn't for him, um, that dark day, December 10, 2002, when I finally cried out that I didn't want to live like this no more, he is the one that created all those doors to open. And the Holy Spirit will let me through them doors. And what you see is a product. What you hear is a product. It's a product of all of His grace and His mercy. Brother Hezekiah, I believe that um, all that I've been through uh, mirrors in some shape or form that what other folks have gone through. Um, misguided. Um, the inability to say no, even though your gut and your earlier teaching said that you shouldn't do a certain thing, but you 
went on and did it anyway because the crowd did it and you wanted to feel like uh, a part of. Growing up, man, um, it was very interesting for me. Uh, I had a unique name. I had a unique shaped head. And so I was the brunt of being teased early on, which placed me in the shell. Uh, isolated a lot. Um, my communication skills wasn't that good because I didn't think that uh, my thoughts were valid. So I just kept to myself. Mm-hmm. And but it was always that desire to just, you know, want to be a part of. I remember early on um, stealing quarters from my parents, from my mother, and just so I could go to the corner store and buy bags of candy so I could, you know, children would gravitate to me. And even though they was coming for the candy, I used to say, these are my friends. But once the candy gate was gone, they was gone. That went on for years. And and, and that became an addiction Uh, because the quarter went into 50 cents and then 75 cents. And just to get more and more candy to cater to this need. Um, later on in life, man, um, I went to live with my uh, godparents, uh, my godfather, godmother. And that's when I, I, I consider being the most interesting period of my life because there um, I experienced uh, the emotional the physical and the sexual abuse, um, very devastating. And it was always that thing, you know, I don't, you know, you better not tell nobody because nobody gonna believe you because you're an adult. So that grew me more and more into a shell. And it's yeah. living with living with them actually um, put me in a position to be willing to do my first drug. Um, I think I was about 10 years old, uh, a joint booze farm, and I'll never forget a Winston cigarette. So that was the start of it. I liked, I didn't really like how I felt because I was sick, but this is what they was doing. And, again, being, you know, an introvert, shy, reserved, you know, I just needed... I wanted people to like me, but I just didn't know how to go about it because I seen I I didn't see the beauty, I didn't see the creation that God created. I just seen with the with the children, I was looking through the lenses of what other children how they was teasing me. So I just considered me being, you know, abnormal. I thought I was a mistake. To be honest with you, I thought God made a mistake with me, and I know different now. But I understand that every everything that I went through really prepared me for his mission today. Um, there's prison in my life. Um, because of my low self-esteem, I was a follower. So, you know, um, I, 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 back in 77, a person died, and I was a partner in that. Um, got a 20-year sentence went through the system, and um, again, I, I was told I was supposed to do 20, 10, um, 20, I got 20 years sentence, but I went to see my counselor up in Hagerstown. They said, well, you will have to do 10 years. So I came back to my cell, cried, wiped the, after I finished crying, I wiped the tears away, and I, right then and there, I, 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 I didn't realize it then. <laughs> But I I started to create my destiny because I told myself I wasn't doing no 10 years. I don't care what they said. I told myself that by the time I would go up in front of the parole board that I would have my GED, trade, and college and because they were the things that they normally would turn a person back for. Needless to say, when I went up in front of the parole board, I had the GED, the trade, and my first semester in college. And needless to say, also, that instead of doing 10 years, I'll pray to do to God, 
um, I, I, I came out in six and a half. But back amen. then, amen. But back then, I didn't realize the power of my words. I didn't realize the strength in my focus. I didn't realize the connection that I determined, I can determine the outcome of situations in my life. It was an, I would have been so easy just to accept what that counselor said, and I would have done to years. But there was a power. God said that Jeremiah 33 speaks about how God knows he has these plans for you. Mm-hmm. He, understood, he knew that I wasn't supposed to stay in there no 10 years. But I didn't realize that power that I exhibited back then until I started doing these workshops, these self-empowerment workshops. And then God allowed me to remember certain instances in my life where I allowed my words to dictate my focus, which in turn dictated my choices, which in turn uh, uh, allowed me to be placed in a better position in, in life. So got out of prison, um, did well the first or second year. Um, but I started back up because I was reserved, shy. Back then they say shy. I wasn't really an outgoing person. But interesting enough, my background was in sales, uh, retail. Um, uh, uh and I find that most interesting because almost like turning a switch on. Whenever I went to work, you know, I was a totally different person. And then I got introduced to uh, cocaine while doing that. And then that's, uh-huh. when I, that's, that's when things really took off. <clears throat> Back then, um, that's what they was calling basin. You know, when you actually cook the cocaine up. And I would go through any lengths, any lengths just to get one more, just to get one more. Heroin was played a major part of my life. Anything that I could use to change the way I felt. And my addiction got so bad that, you know, I would go to people's houses, family member houses, and I would ask to go to the bathroom with the intentions <clears throat> looking in the, in the medicine cabinet. And seeing, uh, you know, looking at these pill bottles, couldn't read the names, but if they said something drowsy, make you drowsy, or you don't op- don't take this and operate a vehicle, I said, that could must get me high. So I struggled with addiction for um, a long time, a real long time. Um, really, I got out of jail in 83. So I would say from 86 to all the way up to 2002 that I struggled with this, that I struggled. And let me say this. As soon as I got out of prison in 83, I wasn't got saved. And I just that just allowed me to know that, you know, God kept me. I'm saved, but I was still living that life of that prodigal son. But he still kept me because he knew that I was going to be experiencing some things, experiencing some things that that was going to give him glory later on down the line. This was going to be part of my resume in which I could present to the uh, correctional community, the recovery communities, and, and, and affect people's lives. So, again, from 86 to 2002, uh, things that got so bad, my wife, uh, which, you know, we are the very best of friends now, but she said, you got to leave. She endured it. She endured it. And I'm always, you know, thanking God for her presence in my life back then and even now for uh, being such a strong woman, um, to want to endure it. And, and two, to tell me to leave. So mm. We got divorced. We got divorced in two thousand. Divorced in two thousand six. But again, we remain good friends. You know, we have two children, uh, two daughters. So, um, 
2002, my best friend died, my mother. Um, and I always thought that it was because of her prayers that really kept me, you know. And I always thought that once she died, that I wouldn't be too far from 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 my demise, from me dying, because <clears throat> again it was about I know she was praying for me. And I used to say my mother prayed for is always keeping me, you know, you know, saving me. But um, 2002, she died in February. And 2000 and in, in, in November, uh, 2002 is well. October when my wife told me to leave, I went into this abandoned house for a week. Then um, members of my mother's church heard that I was, you know, living in this, in, in this condition, and they came and got me, put me in that transition house, new creations, and. From that from that point, from that point, the things start working in my favor. Because I don't care who you are, we want to do better. At some point, I don't care how long you've been in addiction, how long you've been a thief, how long you've been a liar, how long you've been a robber. I don't care how long you've been living in a, in a, in a dark place. We At some point in our lives, we desire to experience the light. We desire to get better. We desire to do better. We desire to live better because it's in us. It's in us to really to 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 have this this, this desire. So um, November two thousand two, you know, things started really happening for me. I remember being in a fetal position in the transition house and just crying out to God and telling him, look, I, I'm Jack. I can't deal with this no more. <clears throat> I can't make it without you. I want a relationship with you. And the thing about it, you know, again, things started like the ball. God has always been preparing my deliverance, as always. But it was my faith, the low self-esteem, the insecurities, that lack in faith that really prolonged it. So in our key position, I believe God seen the sincereness in my heart. He understood that this was my time. Everybody get a turn. This was my turn to become the man that I was born to be. So I got put in this so what happened is I didn't have no insurance. <laughs> I didn't have no 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 food stamps. I didn't have nothing that would um assist me in getting into a program. And, and at one point I thought I was gonna die like this. Because I know you need insurance, you need at least some food stamps, you need something to pay your way. But right. God sent this angel to me and he told me about this new program that just opened, and he said, "Look, they take just come on in, just come on in." Didn't realize it did, but that was just an angel from God that He placed in my path to give me that. Cause God listened. I I, I I asked God to help me. I told Him that this was it. I told Him that if He helped me get clean or deliver me from this, my, my addiction, that I'm yours. So God manned up, got me into this program. I say, I say, um, six and a half months, six and a half months, and was committed to staying there um, uh, as a volunteer, did my internship there, um, even became a counselor, house manager and a counselor. But while I was there, while I was there. Um, God placed in uh, my presence some information. I never forget it. It was entitled "The Twelve Valuable Steps to Raising Your Self-Esteem." Now, I was one who'd been to like thirteen different programs. God didn't know it was my thirteen. So they, so <clears throat> one drug drug treatment um, center is identical. That curriculum is identical to 
to another one. So I came in there with the focus of leaving out better than I came in. I did not want to leave out in the same mindset that I did with the other 12. And here's God placing this information that had me say, you know what, I need this. I need to stop comparing myself with others. I need to learn how to accept a compliment. I need to stop hanging around with people that means me absolutely no good. I need to start empowering my mind with new information because if I'm talking about leaving out here better than I came in, that means I'm talking about a transformation. And you will never experience a transformation with old information. So I had to gather all this new information. I had to change the way that Romico was thinking prior to coming into that program. So my early mornings was the was the Bible. Uh, middays were uh, uh, at that time was the um, NA Narcotics Anonymous basic text, the dictionary. They had this one room they, they called the Miko room because. I didn't invest a lot of time in watching TV. I was sociable, but most of my time was invested in this, in, this, in this lounge with a Bible, a dictionary, a basic text, a writing pad, and some pencils. I knew in order for me to leave out there better than I came in, I had to do something different than I did those other uh, 12 experiences. So God just... Constantly, when when the student is ready, the teacher will, when the student is ready, the teacher will be present. So so the Holy Spirit just kept uh, turning me on to these different individuals that empowered me and start giving me literature to read. Because again, <clears throat> again, in order for Romigo to stop doing what he was doing, that kept putting them in the place, I had to sell myself on the idea. Of never doing it again. I had to convince myself that behavior, that mindset that you had prior to coming to this last program had to cease, had to be changed. Because and that's another thing, you know, I, I, I was telling people all day long that this is my last time. And again, with this power of thought and, and, and that can. <clears throat> This power of thought that can uh, actually alter your your destiny. It's a quote that says, "If you want a new ending, create a new beginning." And that's what I was doing while I was at that program. I created new beginnings, and I stopped getting high. To uh, December tenth, two thousand two, I told myself I was going to stop smoking in ten days. So in January the tenth, I, I stopped smoking. Uh, February the 3rd, I stopped eating red meat. And it's been like that for going on 13 years. Well, it's more than 13 years now. You know, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the stop, the stop smoking, but stop eating red meat. Well, I probably have an issue with that, but, you know, everybody's <laughs> it's all in the yeah. mind, bro. <laughs> everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing about it, I love steak. I love that, 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 that real ham. I love that SK sweet corn bacon. <clears throat> but one day, the Spirit said, I, you know, stop eating. There are you. Okay. Stop eating, you know. Okay. You know? Well, you're listening. Mm-hmm. I just want to give some information. You're listening live with The Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co host, Michelle Johnson. Um, Michelle, any questions, comments? Oh, I have, I have several. First of all, I, I just want to say that just listening to your story in itself is just extremely inspirational. And I, I really thank God. I always take the time to thank God for our guests because the people who we have on the show, their stories are, are sometimes just, you know, they can they can be sad. But when you look past, you know, all the, the trials, the tribulations, and the things that occurred um, and the people that they are today, it's just a very mighty blessing. And it's a blessing to see how you have taken everything 
that you have gone through and used it just as God wanted you to to bless Amen. other people. So I, I really thank God for you and what you are doing. It's really awesome. Thank you. That's one thing. You're welcome. Uh, and the other thing, I was picking out, like, I was listening to you, just listening to your story. I was just picking out all sorts of things that I really wanted to uh, talk about. So uh, I know we are going to break soon, but I, I did want to uh, point out one thing um, you were talking about, um, or I, I won't even say you were talking about it, but I, I know definitely in your story there was a lot of um, speaking of speaking life or, or uh, positive self-talk. And now I, I really wanted you to maybe expound on that just a little bit more because I really think people underestimate the value of positive self-talk, Absolutely. speaking life to yourself. So Absolutely. I just wanted you to talk about that because that's literally what you did to bring yourself out of the, the area that you were in. Amen. Uh, love, that's my favorite subject. I am the founder and executive director of Raise. Raise is Raising an Individual Self-Esteem, Inc. Uh, June will be our 10th year. We have served over 2,200 clients, over 2,300 clients. And the premise of our workshop is self-empowerment through positive self-talk, which simply means no one can empower you like your own words. In so many ways, this workshop is preparing you or showing you how to become your own personal cheerleader. The words are a, it's a creative force, just like it can be a destructive force. I believe that all things work together for the good. It's all about the attitude. I understand that the people, you got haters, everybody got haters. But still, I'm still going to love them because the word says to love them. And what happens, mm-hmm. those same people who become your hater eventually, eventually will see what in, eventually become those who will, will, will need your assistance. Uh, many times when people people have talked about me, many times people uh, just don't like me for whatever reason, but they come knock on the door. You got a minute? You got a minute? Mm-hmm. Well, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. I have heard people tell me, several people say, well, Miko, I don't care what the situation is. You always see the good. And I simply tell them, I see the good because that's what I expect. Yes, the world is chaotic. The world can be gloomy sometimes. But God is in charge. And I understand that by him being in in charge, no matter what goes on, he already know about it. And Mm -hmm. and just just like the storms, Eventually, the sunshine is going to come on back out. I just believe that there's more power in thinking the good. You know, you see a child that's acting uh, interesting. I was did a um, <laughs> I did a speaking engagement at um, this youth retreat um, Wednesday. Very interesting, very interesting. But they, but one day I, I found out everybody wants to get better. So now you know. I, I am a, um, before I left out there, they was they was yelling, I am a success story in the development. Because this is what they yeah, are. Man. This is what we are. Hezekiah, this is what you are. Michelle, that's what you are. We are a success story in the development, which simply means we uh, haven't, we have, hello? Yeah, just hold, I want you, you to break? hold that for one moment. We get ready to take our sure. break because um, I'm, I'm writing that down, success story in development. I'm going to write that down, and we're going to come back because that's the that's the best part. That's going to be the juicy part before our um, evening is up. So, um, again, you're listening live with the, with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. We have a couple notes from our sponsors and interesting notes tonight. Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 888-501-8650, extension 778, to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please, um, and now we're running a fundraiser right now. We're raising $400 to pay for our fees for our nonprofit status. 
we just received our first $2,500, I mean, sorry, $25 donation today. So we're reaching out to this platform to, um, to ask you to help donate at www.gofundme.com forward slash M-I-F-A-L-I-N-C, that's www.gofundme.com, forward slash Mifal Inc. We're taking donations from smallest from $5 to $100. And they said thank you. And another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. And, Michelle, do you have any more information about Curvy Boss? Yes, actually some extremely exciting news. We are still uh, have doing the GoFundMe, uh, which can be found at Curvy Boss Project on GoFundMe. But uh, we are gearing up to do our photo shoot for the Curvy Boss Project full-figured women's calendar. And also we're gearing up to uh, kick off the mentoring program for our young Curvy Bosses uh, in in the fall. And also we are uh, gearing up for a fashion show, uh, which will be held at uh, Security Square Mall. And that date is... is, uh, to be decided. So we're gearing up for all of that, and we're just excited about what's going on and what we're doing, and, and we just thank you all for all of your support. Look us up at Curvy Boss. Excellent. We are going to take a break right now, and this is an interesting song because it was part of a movie that I just reviewed myself called War Room. I know everyone went to see it, mm. but this is a part in my life where we have to, and as Romico said, we have to have that crazy faith that, you know, that no matter what faith, as we had a show a couple of weeks ago. So listen to Crazy Faith, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Can believe in 
You're listening live with the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, <laughs> and co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we are having a live interview with Mr. Romico Morton, a man of stature. And I want to mention to you guys that we are going to have men of stature I've titled this month, Men of Stature. We're going to have some great men on our show this month, and he kicked it off because he is definitely a man of stature, a man that follows after our mantra, real people, real stories, real overcomers. Because if if you haven't overcome anything, you wouldn't know how to um, help other people. And I like um, what he said, that he had to start speaking life into himself. And we all know what Proverbs, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you now, Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what basically Romico was saying is he had to start speaking life into himself. He had to start speaking life. You know, as soon as we start speaking life, the devil starts to run because, you know, he doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear all that negative. He wants us to have that low self-esteem because we've all been there. He doesn't want us to feel good about ourselves. He wants us to feel bad about ourselves. But as soon as you start speaking life to yourself, it's a whole different story, and that's when Satan has issues with us. But, um, Romico, I know you're still there. I want you to just, um, before we move on in this interview, please give our listening audience your um, information so that they can contact you. Yes. um, My number is 443-801-1614. You can go on our website at uh, raiseesteem.org. That's R A I S E E S T E E M dot org, and I always encourage the um, the viewers to go to our testimony page because there's over close to 300 different testimonies from persons who felt the need to say something about raise because I can tell you what raise is but it's the clients or the participants that can tell you what RAISE is about. We have had some dynamic uh, testimonies. And, uh, again, I just thank God for the opportunity and making a difference. Excellent. I do apologize for cutting you off earlier, but um, you were getting into the information where you said that um, you are a success story in development, so we want to pick up from there. And my co-host was getting on me and talking about it was getting good and juicy. So, okay, I I apologize. I have no problem with apologizing, but um, you were telling us, but you know, saying that you know she's a success story in development. I'm a success story development, and you know, give us the information, the four one one about how you came up with raise raising an individual self esteem. Well, again, you know, I'm a product of RAISE. When I was at the, my last treatment center, you know, I knew it was going to take more than just the information, the basic information that you would get at a at a treatment center. So I started talking to myself. And let me tell all the listen, the listen, your listening audience, it's okay to talk to yourself. <laughs> First thing in the morning, I thank God. I thank God. But when I'm in the mirror, when, I, when, I, when that man in the mirror, first thing in the morning, brushed my teeth, I remind myself how, how loved I am by God. I remind myself how much I am in love with myself because the way you treat yourself will set the standards on how others treat you. So I learned, and, and let me just say this, it didn't happen overnight. I had a lot of baggage. I had a lot of trash thinking, toxic thinking. So it was a process. It's a process, and that's what development means. Each day when I wake up, I remind myself that I am a success story in the development inside this day because I want this day to be better than my last day. See, success simply means, uh, when I break down, success is a favorable outcome. That's what success is. The story represents the script from the time I wake up to the time that I lay back down inside that day. What have you done? How have you impacted your day? How have you shown yourself that you respect yourself, that you love yourself, that you that you uh, appreciate yourself? Because 
for people who knew who I, I used to be and see me now, it's easy for them to say that I'm an inspiration to them. Now, getting better, was that all in the plan? Was I looking for that? No. Only thing I wanted to do is get better. And understand this, when you start believing in yourself, there will come a day where others won't have no choice but to believe with you. It's hard for it not to be infectious, you feeling good, because everybody wants to feel good. So I tell them, tell yourself you want to feel good. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself you love you. Tell yourself this is going to be the best day of my life. I send out quotes uh, three times a week, inspirational quotes to uh, some folks. Um, and because, again, I am their personal motivational coach and a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader more so than anything. I'm always spiritually uh, uh, inspired when I send these, these quotes out. Uh, but, again, it's about talking to yourself. Nobody can sell you on an idea on anything without your permission. So why not tell yourself on an idea? No matter what yesterday was like, it's gone, it's finished, let's move forward. Today is going to be better than yesterday. I understand that I made some mistakes, but you know what? They were teachable moments. Let me move on. You know, I read where instead of saying problems, instead of saying the problem, how about saying <laughs> that was a challenge? That was an interesting moment. That was a teachable moment. Because I know at my job, um, I'm, 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 I'm constantly being challenged. Now, I know some folks, the amount of work that's on my plate, I know some folks is looking for me to fall, go crazy, because uh, uh, people uh, look for me, well, let me put it this way. People at the job saying, says that I am the most positive person they know. This is what they say at the job. So now, this last 60, 70 days, I've been giving these two new projects <clears throat> on top of the one that I was already doing, and sometimes it can be consuming. Now, I'm still human. I still have my moments. I can have moments. But what I realize is that I don't have to stay in that moment. I look. I have the choice of, 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 of switching the script. I can let. I can either sit there and just let it <clears throat> just totally consume me and start pulling my hair out, or I can get up, leave out that premise, leave out the office, go get a, a breath of fresh air, recalibrate my thinking, and come back and tackle it. And that's what I do. I truly believe in that each day I, I need to speak to myself to really determine so I can determine the outcome of that particular day. Because truth be told, we, we need to do, we need to prepare ourselves for the morning. We need to prepare ourselves for the day in the morning because life will always throw a surprise at us. The question I always ask, are you prepared for life surprises? If you're not, you'll get swallowed right up. But yes, that positive self-talk is it's essential. It's essential. If you want to live a... They say that great lives are built on great thoughts. Great lives are built on great thoughts. And I ask folks this all the time. I say, you as an individual, would you rather be with somebody that's cranky, pessimistic, negative, always complaining, or would you rather be with somebody that's upbeat, alive, always seeing the positive side of things? <clears throat> and 100% always go for the for the latter. So, and I tell them, well, if you feel that way, that's how others will. That's how others want to uh, receive people in that circle. So, if you want to be included in a circle, just you know, be your true. The true essence of our of us is joyful, happy, and gay. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, you hit everything right on it. You hit everything right on it. And basically, it's, again, we have to continue speaking to ourselves, asking these questions. Wake up in the morning 
and talk to ourselves, get ourselves motivated for the day. Because those are the things, as you say, are going to get get our day going. And, you know, when life decides, we always say those curveballs or, you know, when life throws us a curve, we got, you know, one choice. Either we're going to flow with it and then see what the outcome's going to be and put, without going crazy. Because we are going to have <laughs> things like that. Or, as you say, a challenging day. You know, we are going to have things that come up unto us that are challenges. Mm-hmm. But that's just life. As my pastor, I said, what do you do when life happens? <laughs> that's Amen. the question. What do we do when life happens? You know, on the job, off the job, in the family, out the family, driving down the road. You know, how many of us have um, road rage when you're driving down the road and things just, you know, you come across that traffic and those people that's driving crazy. Like, you don't drive crazy, but, you know, it's just a part <laughs> of life. <laughs> Hezekiah, um, something just yes, came sir. to my mind. Um, my daughter, she um, started high school, and the first year she didn't do, do so good. And so I'm saying, I, I suggested to her, I said, you know, start talking to yourself. Tell, start telling yourself. Every day you wake up, just tell yourself, <clears throat> you are going to have the best day of your life that you want to do. You, you are going to get A's, A's in this semester. Now, the first, second, and third, she didn't do too well. And she told me, like, the second, Daddy, I tried that. That don't work. That don't work. <laughs> now, the fourth one, her fourth year, she started doing it and started believing in it. And that was her best. That was her best uh, uh, school year. Now, normally, your first, second, and third, if you don't do too well, it's kind of like, like 100%. Sure, you ain't going to do too good on that last last year. But yeah. their last year was a lot better than the first three years because she started to believe, believe and, in the and, and a positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. You know, and it's funny you said that because my pastor, you know, he always talking to us. And one thing he said, if you know, you ever watch the vampire movies, and the vampire, the guy put the cross up and was shaking and nervous. And the vampire looked at him and said, it only works if you believe. <laughs> so so he, he got he was going after that. You know, so it only works if you believe. So if you don't yeah. believe, if you don't believe, it's going, you know, you have to believe in what you're saying, regardless of what Absolutely. people say. Because um, what did, what did, um, what did, um, Joshua was told, what the guy tell Joshua, my servant Moses is gone. You know, be strong and courageous. Don't look to the left. Continue to, you know, study the word that my um, servant Moses gave you. You have to, can't look left, can't look right. Got to look forward. Have to yep. believe. Read our words. Stay in it. Regardless of what it looks like. So Peter, Peter sank because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Eyes. That's right. No, yeah, he was fine up until you know I'm walking on water. That's yeah, right. I'm going. Yeah, and then he started looking at reality. What the heck? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not supposed to be able to walk on water. And then he said, "But yeah, save me." So that those those are the things that we you have to start believing. You have to start, and I'm going through the same thing myself. So I'm getting like a door. Like, look, okay, we got to start believing. We got to start, you know, regardless of what it looks like, don't even worry about what it looks like because that, that right. God worry about that. Right. But um, any, um, we got about five minutes um, counting down the show. Um, any comments? I don't know. Are you going to cut him off when he starts answering this question? I'm not going to ask if you're going to do that. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ask the question. <laughs> actually, actually, I did have another question. Um. I heard what you said when you were actually speaking about um, your relationship um, with your wife and about her having, you were glad she had the power to tell you to leave. I actually really wanted you to talk a little bit more about that because, you know, we have male and female listeners listening in, but I thought that was a good thing to, to say definitely but interesting as well, and I wanted to you to really um, explain what you really meant by that. Oh, that's no problem. Um, uh, we had two children, two daughters, 
and it was it was one time where I was shooting up in the <laughs> I was shooting up in the bathroom and mm. she was trying to come in. And we fighting. We 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 literally fight. She trying to get in, I'm locking, you know. Um um then in no time I dropped a bag of tools, about ten tools, syringes in the in a plastic bag on the steps. Is this yours? No, I ain't I ain't do it. But what's interesting <laughs> but 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 why I said that is because sometimes people can be in denial about that and mm-hmm. and, and, and overlook the fact that the children are being affected. I was no I didn't have <clears throat> no ill feelings. I was shocked. But when the when the when the dust settled, I realized that, that was the most important thing as a mother. That was the most important thing uh, that she could have ever did for our children was to tell me to leave for the safety of our children. Now I'm not one who cuss her cuss her out or hit her or I'm not that that addict who stayed out all night. I just got my drugs and came back home and was irresponsible, unaccountable. But she tried. She tried and she steadfast and I'll tell anybody, you know, uh I messed up our marriage. My addiction My addiction is what messed up our marriage um, But she tried We was married for 12 years But everybody had their, their Breaking point and let me say this I was going to have before we got married All the way to the time that uh, She told me to leave So I, 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 I applaud her for Trying and believing And hoping That, that, the, that my life would change but like I said, today she's happily married. She remarried, and we're the best of friends. We are the best of friends. Amen. Thank you for that. Um, and I, I I applaud you for knowing. And I don't I don't know if you knew it right then and there, but um, even if you didn't, for coming to know that that was a good decision. And that was in the best interest of your children, because that's something that we definitely um, see people struggling with. Um, mm. In my day-to-day job, and I, I really want to talk with you more um, offline. Um, but in my day-to-day job, I see that sort of thing where the the spouse or a spouse in the relationship is actually causing a lot of hurt within the family because of their drug addiction and what's going on with them. And when the the spouse that's not, you know, involved in that doesn't not have the strength to stop it, it just tears the I mean, it yeah. just rips the whole family apart, the whole unit. I agree. And so uh that's definitely something that needs to be said and is good to be said because, you know, there's no, really there's no strength in allowing your children to be subjected to, you know, all all of that behavior, whether it's mild or whether it's not. I've seen mild cases and worse. Mm-hmm. So um, I just really wanted to um, bring that out as well. And, and Hezekiah, I know it's nine fifty nine, so I'm sorry. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. That is fine. You know, as our as my mentor says, we always have a little few minutes extra. But um, and that was important because when you have uh, you know, a couple, somebody has to be, and to me, someone has to be the level headed one and say, look, it's yeah. not working. It's you know, it it and for the sake of the children, we have to think about the children. Right now, this needs to happen. Because at that time, you know, when you're under the influence of drugs, you're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So she had to be the level-headed one of the two. And out of love, and just saying, look, it's best for you to leave. And as you said, that was the best thing that ever happened to you because you wouldn't have done it. And then you never know what the kids may have picked up, bad habits yep. that you had, stuff like that. Yep. And then you will feel sorry later on if you say, I did this, because they – one or both of them may have seen me doing it, so they said, "Well, Daddy did it." 
So now you would have to live that. So God actually gave you grace and said, just you know, Amen. if you just remove that, remove from the home, that way you wouldn't subject your children to that. Because again, you at that time you weren't in the right mind. Nope. But again, you know, I, um, I like to thank all of you who have been listening and listening into our guest tonight, um, Mr. Romico Morton. He's a phenomenal man. And I, you know, I love what he what he's doing in the community. He has a lot going on. Has thousands of testimonies. Been in his business for ten years, but it's almost it's almost like we had a show sometime last year. You know, it's like you take those lemons. When life gives you lemons, life gave you a lot of lemons. You decide I'm going to do something. I'm going to make some mm. lemonade and pass it out. Mm. As always, um, Mr. Morton is now. Romico is not a part of uh, Man in the Mirror family. Um, if you have any questions, um, his information will be on our event page. And go to my website at com, which is still under construction. It will be out by the end of April. The new one will be out. Um, and, again, we just enjoyed you, Romico. Do you have any last um, words? Um, again, uh, great lives of built. <clears throat> on great thoughts. And thank you for inviting me as a guy and Michelle. We thank you for coming it, on. It, uh, and you kicked off our Men, uh, men of Stature Month because you are a man of stature. You, you know, you turned everything around. You turned that life around, and God is using you in the community. Um, we, again, appreciate everything you've done. And again, this is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and we'll see you at the mirror. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.